Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, boy, that was a comeback by Derek Carr and the Raiders on Monday Night Football and a wild finish. Tell you all about it. Uh, Derek Carr rallied the Raiders, uh, including after the Ravens took a 27-24 lead with 37 seconds left in regulation. Carr led a five-play, 38-yard drive in the 35 seconds leading up to Daniel Carlson's 55-yard field goal to tie the game and send it to OT in overtime. The Raiders thought they won it. I thought I, I thought they won it watching it on TV on a 33-yard touchdown pass from Carr to apparently a touchdown pass at the time from Carr to Brian Edwards, but Edwards was instead ruled to have been down inside the one-yard line. The knee, the replay showed the knee was down. After a false start and incompletion, Carr had the ball batted, and Anthony uh, Averett intercepted it. Um, Five plays later, Lamar Jackson fumbled Fumbled a snap and gave the ball right back to the Raiders. This time, Carr found Zay Jones for a 31-yard touchdown pass to win the game. It was just a great, at the end, it was so crazy. I forget the order. Everything happened already. Key, what was your big takeaway from the game? Just how Carr was able to do what he needed to do in the second half of the game. And and, in particular, you mentioned just now late in that game. So you went through the whole scenario, but I want you to go through it the way I do it. Oh, perfect. So when you think about it, he threw three touchdowns, essentially, in that time span. The, The Edwards was a touchdown, even though it was a knee, which wasn't a touchdown right? The one that slipped through the hands of the receiver was a touchdown, even though it wasn't a touchdown. Then the one that's A. Jones. So he was cooking on all cylinders at that point in time. The one that's A. Jones at the end, they bring, they're in a bunch formation to the left. He climbs the ladder on a deep cross or high angle, man coverage, blitz zero. They bring everybody. Carr throws off of basically a jump pass, sells it in the air, and, and poor Zay Jones, I'm sitting there saying to myself, Whatever you do, don't drop the ball. I mean, that's a fadeaway off one leg that Carr like, shot. Don't drop the ball. And, and Carr knew exactly how to lead the receiver all the way over to the S in Raiders. Why would Carr, why, why, would, why would the receivers, Zay Jones in this case, why would they be more likely to drop the ball under those circumstances if they're wide open? Man, it's just one of them deals. It's, you wide open. You, you know, it, how many times do you get open like that? But it was more impressive. The, the more impressive spot of that is the quarterback being able to throw it the way he threw it and hit the spot. Typically, he didn't set his feet. He didn't do it. He didn't lean into it. He just kind of just put it where he knew to bring Zay all the way over close to the sidelines. Jay, what was your big takeaway? I feel like waking up this morning, I'm like, okay, I feel like I've seen this story before about the Raiders. I've I, I seen them beat. The Kansas City Chiefs last year started to get hype about the Raiders. Divisional rival. Yep. Boop. Then, then it just went downhill from there. And I'm wondering, can this team sustain that type of play? I think, look, their defense I thought was better. You know, we think about guys like Max Crosby. I mean, for him, in a traditional quarterback, if you were playing against a guy that wasn't as elusive as Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, I mean, he probably would have had five sacks. I give him a lot of credit for their defense. I just want to see them sustain this level of play if we can start talking about it. And, Key, I'm with you on Derek Carr. The play, three plays should have been touchdowns. I just want to see this level of play sustained throughout the course of the season because this was a depleted team in their secondary without Marcus Peters. There, there, there were a lot of questions 
backup, backup, backup for their running back, Latavius Murray, who missed a ton of blocks that allowed, you know, Carl Nassib to get that punch down for Lamar Jackson. I mean, Baltimore had a legit chance to win this game, even though they were so depleted. Well, when you talk about Marcus Peters, it was a big loss for the Ravens in their secondary, no question about it. But the Raiders' offense have been very consistent and growing in the last three years under John Gruden. You mentioned you mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs and where when they beat them last year. The one thing that I would say to this, Jay, you know how I am. This is different, though. It's different. This one's it's different. different. What, this, okay, this what? One's different. Put your finger on it now, Key. Well, What's, I agree, but why? Be, first of all, it's the first game of the year, right? It's in a new stadium. It's in a hostile environment. With fans for the first time in a minute? A hostile environment. So you look at all of those sort of things, and they've never had this type of win. The Kansas City win wasn't this type of win. If they won, but they play Kansas City tough all the time anyway. It's a divisional game. This is a situation where... You look at the defensive line, which is way better. Rob Marinelli, defensive line coach over there, he knows what he's doing. Got the defensive line playing, lights out, hats to the ball, all those guys. That's what's so different about them. They had a challenge. A guy like Lamar Jackson is going to give defenses fits because he's a dual threat. Okay, you see that guy. Once, maybe twice a year. So you're not reading too much into the defensive problems against Lamar. No, I'm not reading too much into it at all. And they did force two turnovers. They absolutely did. So why would you read into the defensive problems? Okay, so what? They gave up 27 points. How many damn teams? You think the, 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 the Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with a lights-out defense, didn't give up 27 points? That's right. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. What did they just to do? a more to conventional the, offense. Yeah. In the Dallas Cowboys. All right, I want to get into this idea, guys. Let me tell you why, and I, I don't want to really – Take that home with I want to chop mm. this up right now, okay? The Raiders – Chop it up? What does that I mean? I want to chop it up. It means, Keyshawn, when some friends get together and have a conversation a where they really get into it. Look, when since they were in the Super Bowl – since they were in the Super Bowl, we talked about the Tampa, Tampa Bay Bucks and everything. We had Derek Brooks on the other day. Since then, they've had one season above 500. They went 12 and 4, and then it was 6 and 10. But that's a long time to have. No, they've been 500 a bunch of times, but no seasons above 500 except that one 12 and 4 season like five years ago. Man, okay. they went through like six different coaches. Whatever it is, that's the yeah. reality we're dealing with in 20 seasons. So now they, they get Gruden. He, got, he gets a 10 year deal. Right, so he knows I got a lot of rope. I can do it my way. Trades Khalil Mack, four win season, six win season, eight win season every year. Seven win season, eight win season. You're going in the right direction, mm-hmm. but you're not one of those teams yet, like the Ravens, like the Steelers, like the Patriots, where you know year in and year out they're in the thick of things. Yeah. They will compete. Usually, that's because the head coach and the quarterback are Keyshawn. Dare I say? elite or at least high level so what I'm looking for in this game Jay and the reason I think it means more all those points Keyshawn made fans in the stands you know uh, new stadium all that stuff every year you're taking another step you have to win a game like this and there were so many chances to lose it but they kept fighting and won it what does it say Keyshawn specifically about Derek Carr who you have in the past called a top five quarterback well, I think I think it says that he is going to arrive. If you if he's been with John Gruden three years now, right, Jay, three years. Each year, if you want to go off statistics and numbers, his interception total is that not, not high at all. His touchdowns are solid. His yardage are in around four thousand. So this year he'll throw for forty five hundred. 
may throw for 5,000 yards. He's getting better and better and better. And I think what happens in this situation, people don't like Derek Carr. They don't. They just don't like him, right? It's, 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 so no matter what you say about him, they're going to poo-poo it anyway. And they always think that John Gruden dislikes him because Gruden doesn't say anything. And, and he wasn't he his say, guy. And when he says something, they think he's lying. You know, and it's like, well, wait a minute, man. Look at the film. All you got to do is look at the film. Was, was Derek Carr one of the reasons you think Gruden wanted that job? I, it was a quarterback established at that point. Remember, when he took the job three years ago, Carr was coming off two years prior to that, a year, two years prior to that, he was coming off an MVP-type season until he got hurt. And then they go to Houston and they lose. Yes, who's the best young quarterback in the game? Andrew Luck or Derek Carr, right? Exactly. And then all of a sudden, exactly. and, then, and then he wanted to, he actually challenged me to fight me in the octagon because I said I, I thought he quit in some game. Well, and, 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 got, and he got mad. I remember but, that. Yeah. And I said that I would take the challenge on for but, Carr. The, <laughs> for Carr, not for me. Thanks, Keith. Uh, I want to see you take it on for me. So, I, Jay, Jay? I, I, I had a question around Derek Carr, just yeah. for Keith, because you said. Did I hear you correctly? Did the key say I didn't hear Key say it. I heard you say it that Key called him a top five quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said he's a. I said he is an elite top five. If that's what, if that is the the gauging standard, then he's for me. For you, I would take him as a top five quarterback. Okay. I don't have an issue with him being in the top five. Okay, so we're not taking him over Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, that's safe to say. You're going to take – No, I'm not necessarily – no, I'm not taking him over Russell Wilson either. Okay. So there's, so so there's, there's a four, fifth slot then, open. How, how about Deshaun Watson? He's not well, playing right now. He's not right playing now. right now. Okay, so oh, – He's gonna, not playing right now. He's we're not going to play that no, anymore. He's not. Okay. No, 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 he's no, but he's not. not. Okay. Okay. There, there are lots Dak of other Prescott. guys. Same to me. So that's – it's that level. In yeah, other words, when you level, say it's that like level. I, 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 I feel like the ceiling for Dak is – It's that level. When, when you start five, talking about – It doesn't sound to me like you mean literally five. I mean, whether it's five, seven, four, eight – There you go. Eight, it's like that that's, that's, level. The, the, yeah. that's what you bring to the show, the Columbia. You bring that smart, intelligent, clean it up. And good looks. Let's face it. Let's just be honest. But, yes, you, you're talking that five to seven, six, eight – would I rather have? Range, would okay. I rather have Matthew Stafford or Dick? Same guy. Okay, it's the same thing. I, I mean, People was ten. going according to our producer, us three, and and you know I don't really follow the whole Twitter craze, mm-hmm. but apparently during the game I was what do you call it trending or something negativity about me saying that Derek Carr was a top five guy. This is what Evan Wilner, our producer, said, and they didn't watch the whole damn game. They're watching. A player to and talk about. Oh, hey, how's that a top five guy? Like, there are, are levels. At? In other words, here's there's there is the Mahomes Rogers level. Different that dudes like Herbert maybe are aspiring to get to one yes. day. And then there's the level below that with the Dax and the cars, according to you, say, right? Say, say, okay. So when you look at it, Josh Allen, Carr, uh, Stafford, uh, Sta- they're all the same. Dak. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. Dak Prescott, they're all level. the same. The, 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 the top level before you get if, to the if, super, if I was superstar. Picking, if I was picking at five and six of those dudes was on the board left, I'd take any of them and be happy as all outdoors. Makes sense. Happy as all outdoors. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by Goodyear. College football's back, and Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear more driven. Let's find out where Key has Derek Carr in the MVP race after week one. It's time for Key's Real Rankings. 
All outdoors. Where did that come from? No idea. <laughs> All right. Keys Real Rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Yeah, Key. Number five. Kyler Murray, Arizona. Number five. Uh, when you talk about the MVP rankings, I just, you know, he big leap. You didn't think coming into this league uh, this year that he would be a legitimate MVP candidate, but based on week one and some of the things that he did, magical things he did against the Tennessee Titans certainly puts him in the running. Number four. Number four, a guy we just talked about, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford had an amazing game uh, for the Rams. He lit up the Chicago Bears defense, a defense that we thought was going to be better. You know what he brings to the Rams? The vertical game. He hits the vertical target. Anytime you can see some of the things that Jefferson and Cooper Cup was able to do deep down the field, Robert Woods, a very underrated wide receiver, touching the football in the back of the end zone, getting feet down. I think he certainly has brought a certain style and element to the Los Angeles Rams. Number three. And the guy we talked about a minute ago, Derek Carr. I can swap four and three out and be just fine. I can put Carr at four, Matthew Stafford at three, and we wouldn't even have an argument at all, right, Max? But when you watch Carr and you watch how he methodically drove the team down the field, yes, there were a few incompletes in the game, but so were there for the other quarterbacks. If Waller catches the ball with two hands instead of one, big completion, more yardage, more receptions, not incompletes. You just look at what he's able to do with no receiver, real receiver help. Okay, Henry Ruggs is trying to learn how to play professional football. That was a hell of a connection last night, though. Woo, that was a pretty pass. And he's never had a legitimate, legitimate number one wide receiver. He had Amari Cooper for a very short period of time. Waller, a tight end, is his favorite guy. Number two. And number two is not a quarterback, believe it or not. It's Tyreek Hill, the joystick. I mean, what are you going to do with that? No matter what you do, week in and week out, we continue to always say, why don't they slow him down? Why don't they do this to him? All he did was, I think he had 11 catches close to 200 yards. It's ridiculous. I just don't understand how he continues to be a video game every single week, and they can't figure out how to slow him down. Number one. And number one is the number one guy every single year in Russell Wilson. Will he finish at number one for Seattle? We watched him slice and dice an Indianapolis coach defense last year that was one of the top defenses in the National Football League. Yes, he's gotten the ball to lock it in, in Metcalf, and he certainly has put the passing game and the Seattle Seahawks offense on his back. The one thing that he needs to do is continue to play like that. Less Sierra and Russell Wilson, more Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, listen, when they, when they made that Max Unger for Jimmy Graham trade, that protection up front was different for Russell Wilson. That's been a problem since then. Hopefully they got that right. Key, the thing that jumps out to me is... Wait a minute, you forgot about Tom Brady. Wait a minute, you forgot about um, uh, Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. You forgot about Aaron Rodgers. That's (laughs) week. You forgot about Aaron Rodgers. No, not this week. Not this week. That's this week. Yeah. That'll change next week. Shane, don't don't, don't you have... I call Shane because I was thinking about Shane Walden. Don't you think that them opening up the playbook... Where's Jameis Winston? And Russell getting a new offensive coordinator. I mean, the amount of time they ran play action, it seemed like double the amount of times I've seen them run before opened up the playbook, how much does that play into the success for Russell? Well, you know what you just saw there? You saw the Rams' offense with Russell Wilson. Mm. That's what you saw. You saw somebody duplicating what Sean McVay did with Matthew Stafford and did a little bit with Jared Goff is what you saw with Russell Wilson in Seattle. The the thing that jumps out to me is the Tyreek Hill pick. I want to talk about Tyreek Hill for a second. 
when we talk about the best receivers in the game, he somehow, no one ever takes him number one because his maybe his route running or hands or whatever it is or size or he's he thought nice of. Hands. Yeah, no, I know what I'm saying, but like DeAndre Hopkins is well, special, special that way. Because he's Michael Thomas. He's in a different category. But, but that's though. what I'm saying. Like, yes, he's almost like a return guy who can also do all these things. But at a certain point, you have to just evaluate him as a receiver. And I got to tell you, you guys you the truth. You can't evaluate him as a receiver. I wouldn't take any receiver before him right now. Yeah, but. but he's a different kind of I, weapon. I get it. I get it. I understand it. We're redoing the draft all over again. The reality of it is he's not a receiver. He's just in a, a special weapon. category. A weapon. I, I, it's a jack of all trades and a master of none. If you call him, if he's in a receiver pool, right, and you get one pick, is it reasonable to say whatever the other guys can do or can't do, he gives me something just different, different. than anyone else. I got to take him. Depends upon okay. what you like, right? So, so who's healthy? Everybody. D. Hob. Are we DK factoring? In, okay. Are we factoring in age? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but see, we can't do that. Or uh, well, I mean, I, why not? Okay, so don't factor in age. I don't know. Are we factoring in quarterback? Well, right. No, that okay. Also so let, let's let's do this. Let's just say a receiver put him in the pool. Yeah. And you need one guy. And they're healthy no matter what. Just forget the age. They're all the same. We're looking at their skill set. Just the skill set. Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins? Julio Jones. Oh, oh, oh. oh. If Julio Jones, Julio Jones. is it's still Julio. But, but we played br- player or brand earlier. No, but, is he but still remember what I just said. If he's that, no, I'm talking about at the best at what they do. At the height of their careers is oh, what no, I'm saying. But, but Are we I, talking I, about right now? I'm saying current, right now. I'm saying right now. Landscape right I agree now. with Julio Jones. If he's the at current best. landscape right now, I'm probably, I'm probably going to take Tyreek. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, That's what I'm saying. Somehow he's never talked about that way. Like, like this, this is my whole no, point. No, because I don't know what to do with him. But so, I'm going to do exactly what Andy Reid is doing with you. <laughs> but you know what? Keith, or Eric Bieniemy. Keith, yet. here's what's crazy. They're doing it with him. Yeah. He's doing it. Yes. And still somehow, when we talk about the best receiver in the game, it's almost like people are reluctant to say, you put him number two MVP right now. People are reluctant well, here, to say, here's what, it's Tyreek here, Hill, in here, fact. Here's what I say, Buttercup. Here's what I say. Buttercup. When you look Talking at Jay and not me. You look at Tyreek's numbers, right? He's, he's not a hundred and... 20-catch guy. Right. So, you know how that goes. Yeah. If, if he catches 120 balls and he has 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns. And he's anointed. He's anointed. Yeah. But he's going to be a 70-catch guy for 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns. And people are just going like, because they're looking at the numbers. The numbers. Here's a perfect example for you. In my opinion, Robert Woods. Agreed. Not because he went to USC. Best receiver on the team overall. Because overall, as a receiver, he belongs in a certain category, man. I don't give a damn what nobody said. That whole outside run blocking zone scheme. That's Robert Woods blocking as a wide out that lets that happen. Robert Woods is good. Really good. Not Robert Woods from Buffalo. Right. Robert Woods, since he's been with the Los Angeles Rams. At SC, he was good. He's underpaid. I don't care what damn what nobody say. I don't care that you label him as a 2-3. He's their number one. Well, if, if, he's... Do you put him ahead of DeAndre Hopkins? Robert Woods? No. It's a different... No. It's different well, I'm just, I'm just hearing you guys talk about Robert Woods. I just, it's a legit it's, question, it's right? Just, 
is different. I'd say he's different. the most. I'd say he's we the really best. Because Hop's name yet. I would say Robert well, Woods is the best overall football player who plays receiver on the Rams, and they have a good yes, core. Yes, yes. I would say DeAndre Hopkins is on a short list of all-time hands, right? Like I think of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Chris it's unbelievable. You didn't mention me. It's unbelievable. He mentioned Larry Fitzgerald, Chris Carter, DeAndre Hopkins, but didn't mention my hands. How are your hands, Key? How are they feeling? I think they're okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, I want to get to to the MVP, back to the MVP quickly, Key, because you left Jameis off, and Jameis looked real good. Five yeah, the, re- the reason I left him off is because, again, here's the statistical game, right? He threw for 150 yards or whatever it was, five touchdowns, clearly. He threw the bomb, but for the most part, he didn't crash. He just kept everything Looked safe. He had a good play in the red zone. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He didn't crash, though. He just kind of kept it there. But doesn't mean because I only have five, he ain't six or seven right. or five and a half. And next week he jumps to three. That's not what it means. It just means he didn't make the top five. Well, it's going to be interesting to track this throughout the course of the season, mm-hmm. see who winds up where. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speaker, um, and yes, I know I left Patrick Mahomes off for the 80th time. So please, he might be there next week. Don't say I left Patrick Mahomes off because I know. I noticed you left Patrick Mahomes <laughs> off. <laughs> USC is no longer stuck in the clay, so to speak. Jeez. So Clay tells you how they move forward. That's after Jay has this from Rumble on. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, so tells, or even a clay. truck that's <laughs> sitting in your garage that you've been wanting to sell? Oh, okay. With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. And even if you are just looking to trade it in, RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO to get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. Why did USC make this move now after just two games? When you look at what happened Saturday night, Stanford game, I mean, we got run out of our own building. What should be done eventually must be done immediately, so I I wasn't surprised. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I feel like Paul was taking a shot at me right there. See what they're playing, though? If I ruled the world. Oh, God. Oh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. You're the coach of SC, and Key's tweeting about you on a Saturday night, and it's not good. It's really not good. He tweeted this on Saturday, quote, oh, I'm so pissed. I can, I don't, can I even say that on the radio? I can no longer fight on all caps for him, period. Peace sign. Embarrassing. Well, that's the Trojan sign, not peace as in get that's out of peace. here. You that's it, peace. You turn it into peace, huh? Peace. Two <laughs> fingers up means goodbye. Peace. You're so silly. <laughs> Key, why did you force USC to fire Clay Helton right now? No, don't build. You're not going to build that narrative on our show. Don't <laughs> do know, that okay. to my man. Okay, let me just don't, be don't very put my clear. Man in that position. I'm kidding, everybody. You know how people uh, you are. You can out connect there. the dots yourself, but for real, why did USC? Why did USC fire Clay Helton? It was time to go. I mean, it was that time, though, Max. Yeah. In all honesty, if you follow this program for many, many years, USC's football program is stood for something. And right now, we don't. We we are a punchline of college football, and we've been that way for quite some time. Um, and so, you know, you can go all the way back to, man, first of all, the SEC was born because of USC. Tell that story. We integrated the SEC in 1970 with a freshman named Sam Bam Cunningham. We went down there and took them to the woodshed. And the next year they said, well, we've got to start to get African-American players on our team. That's, that's what USC is all about, making statements. And we haven't been able to do that in such a long time. It was all fine and dandy when we first hired Clay Helton. I was one, I was one of a handful of guys that said, right guy for the job, because we were coming off of something. We needed stability. We needed a big change from Lane. We moved on. Sark, he had his issues. We had to have some stability in the program. And he gave us that, but he can't did not take us over the top. The biggest win that that Clay had was against Penn State in the Rose Bowl. I mean, when we ran up against Ohio State's and Alabama's, it, it, we got ran out of the building. Yeah, it's and embarrassing. So it, you don't want that. Now, this is the worst loss, I think, that we've ever had against Stanford at home when we struggled against San Jose the week before. And, and when you look at recruiting, yes, the rankings say one thing, but I'm talking about pure talent. We miss on talent. I don't care about okay, I don't okay, care about wait, rivals. Let's and stop right there. Seven. Let's stop right there. Talent, talent. So I look at the history and the, after the Pete Carroll stuff, and all these scholarships are lost. At the same time, Oregon gets those fancy new uniforms and facilities. At the so, but is there something more? Why has SC had such? We got a hard the scholarships time? back now, right? But why has there been such a hard time recruiting from that area compared to what, times past? What, what happens when we were down in a lack of scholarships? And we were not making strong runs in playoff contention and all those sort of things. Other teams like a Clemson and an Alabama 
student enrollment goes up from California, believe it or not, because people see and they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of that, regardless of what people think about the education at those institutions, the, the student athletes look at that and they go, I want to be a part of that. Mm. And so now they are allowed to come in and recruit in your backyard and get those DJUs and those Bryce Youngs and, 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 and Matt Carrells. They are allowed to come in now because you've opened the door for that to happen. You didn't take that net and cover your backyard. Jay, Jay I want to ask you this because this is like a broader question about – like we forget because we're old already, right? Yeah, you guys that are these, old. That these Who's guys. Old? Well, he he's forty nine. I'm forty eight. You just turned forty. Yeah, I'm so still, I'm hanging on. But the point is, the point is, when you go back to Pete Carroll, you're going back over ten years already. These kids were they were babies at the time, right? That that are entering college now. So once the reputation, once you lose those scholarships and the reputation shifts. They don't, they've heard stories about the old days, but that's not their experience. That's one of the remarkable things about Duke, for example, the program you come from in, in college basketball is they've maintained a certain level for so long with an insistence on, on, on like standards, right? But the, well, whatever. You always, there are years <laughs> no, I, where you're yeah. up and down, but there's no like long period of time where Duke is not competitive, right? But, but that's the reaction I'm seeing at SC now, like where people are looking around and going, wait, time out. We can't compete with the top programs. So what is that that allows an institution like Duke basketball, for example, to maintain that over time? I mean, the easy answer, I mean, one of the greatest coaches, maybe the greatest coach to ever coach the damn game of basketball right. and Coach K. I mean, that obviously helps. I, I think the way they've reinvented how they market the program has also been something that's been intriguing. I, I don't know how USC has gone about that. But whoever, We've gotten better. you gotten better We've at gotten that. Better. Okay. I, I guess if Dante Williams is the interim head coach, Key, mm-hmm. like, what do people need to see from him in order for him to be the guy moving forward? Because Paul Feinbaum came on and was like, hey, I just want to caution everybody about the interim guy getting that position because sometimes you need that well, interim pop, it, right? It, it, Jay, interim head coach is it, it's, it's double-edged, right? Some are successful, some are not. Mario Cristobal was an interim head coach. Yep. He got the job, and they're rolling right now. He's one of the hottest coaching candidates going. You know who else was an interim head coach? Dabo Sweeney. Mm. So, I wouldn't – I understand what Paul's saying, but you don't poo-poo it just yet. You got to let's, – let's just see what Dante does before we start to say – because one thing he does do well is he recruits. He coaches the secondary. He does well there. He's put a number of guys in the NFL. He's from the L.A. area. He's the first African-American coach, head football coach at USC. You know how happy USC alumni is? And I heard Paul say, don't listen to the alums. You know how happy the alums are that we are now going in a different direction and we're not holding on and rewashing and rewashing and rewashing? Man, they jumping for joy. My phone, my phone wouldn't stop ringing last night from just people that went there, played there. Like, man, what do you think? da, da, da. What you think we should do? And because they're excited about there's a real opportunity now to rebuild the program and rebrand the program where wash, rinse, repeat. Before we get out of here, Jay, I want to ask you a question, seeing what Key is going through now with his program. <laughs> is, don't, don't. Do, is there – no, is, do you have some anxiety 
as uh, you know, as a dookie, right? Like as a guy, so to speak, as a as a as a like seeing what's gone on when a guy like Shashevsky, which you identified, of course, as the number one driver of that level of dominance for that time in his last season, where you're looking at a future without Coach K, how the institution handles that and what that means going forward. What's your level of anxiety about that at this oh, point? It's high. I think John John Shire who Coach K has announced to be the next head coach, has done a really good job with Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith helps that drastically, drastically. A lot of players relate to Nolan and with John, too. So I I think it's moving in the right direction. I just wonder, is there that same patience, right? Like Coach K had back-to-back 17 lost seasons, Mm. like in 82-83, man. Like Coach K never becomes Coach K if Tom Butters, the athletic director, doesn't believe in him. So I also wonder about that. Like how long will ADs hold on? Two coaches that initially struggle, right? Do they have that patience to allow them to flourish? Paul, a great Paul brought that up with this decision. Like, if you keep hopping from dude to dude, yeah, it doesn't but work. we haven't really hopped from dude to dude. We gave Clay plenty. Clay was the head coach yeah, six, five, years, six years, six years. Yeah. years. Yeah. That's plenty of time That's to true. get us. Man, we have not played in the college football playoffs. What, are we supposed to just keep just sitting back? No. No? What are you doing? Oh, I'm booking flights to El Paso. For what? Oh, we're going to go play in the El Paso Bowl. No. Like, no. That's not for SC. That's not what we want to do. That's for, that's and, for and school and I know people schools say, lower standards. Paul also said, don't listen to alumni and fans. No, that's not true. Because the alums are the ones that's running the damn university. So you got to listen to them. Nothing, Clearly, one tweet and the whole thing is nothing, done. Nothing wrong with the KJM Bowl, okay? Nothing wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Week one is in the books Playing in the, the NFL. Pop, pop, with Bahamas an ov- Popeye Chicken Bowl. <laughs> an, Popeye Chicken Bowl. An overtime thriller to end week one. It was a fitting end to a great week of football. Much more on that after Jay has this from O'Reilly. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's yeah. sitting in your garage that you've been wanting to sell and waiting to sell? I wanted to do both. With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. And even if you're just looking to trade it in, Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO to get $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. USC was breaking moves after just two games and fired head coach Clay Helton. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Lamar under pressure. I taught him that at the Manning Passing Academy. Jackson will throw for the touchdown. Hollywood hits Las Vegas. Hart dips it in there. It's Waller. He spins into the end zone. Fourth quarters are not enough to decide it. And it is Edward. Yeah, he knows right there. You can see it. Carr throwing off the fingertips and intercepted. Jackson trying to get out. Can't do it. He's taken down and it's out. And the Raiders have recovered it. All alone is Zay Jones. And the victory in overtime for the Raiders. And this celebration is for real. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Um, I know this apropos of nothing. I'm looking at Eli and Peyton there thinking they want to com- combine four Super Bowls. And they both played a long, long time. And Tom Brady this year is going for twice as many as both of those two dudes combined. With a loaded team. <laughs> it's and insane. Probably, and he's twice their age. He's twice- Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All oh, guests oh, join oh, us on the Goodyear Hotline. Man. Guys, this is how Coach John Gruden, after – I thought a gutsy win by the Raiders at home on Monday Night Football last night in overtime. How the game made him feel. Felt like I died and, and woke up and died again. And I was like a cat. I had multiple lives tonight. I don't like playing like that. It was um, tough. But again, we, we did a lot of really good things to win that football game tonight. They did. They absolutely did. And I understand exactly what Gru talking about. You, you look up. They, they have an opportunity with Edwards. Oh, it's touchdown. Knee. Nope. Bring it back. Ball goes to receiver hand. Interception. Oh, we just That's lost. the end of the game, Key. You That's know, it. Game over. over. Headset off. We're getting ready. Oh, we score. You know, it's like all those sort of things. It's that heartbeat, man, where it's just you sit there in that stress level. That's why coaches is so funny. Uh, coaches look one way. Two years later, they look another. Like, damn, man, what happened to you? All the stress and the anxiety. Like being president, they go come out with white hair. It, it's it's wild, and you can see though with the Raiders, they needed this win though. Mm. I mean, no you know, doubt. Jay, when, let, let me ask you like a broader question, a sports question, right? This translates from any sport, I think. What is that thing where like you could have a good effort, whatever, but you wind up they haven't been they've been over five hundred once since they were in the Super Bowl in 02. What is that thing? that a team has that can win games like that. And so you wind up with double-digit wins instead of just, oh, they, had, they were a good 8-8 eight and eight team or 8-9 eight team this year, something like that. What's the difference? Is it just luck? Is, is, is luck the residue of design? What, what's the design? How do you get to be a winning team in those situations like the Raiders were yesterday? I'm not sure that this team lacks it, but, I mean, until you prove it, just being confident that you feel like you can win any game that you're in, that, that speaks volumes, man. Like, confidence is such a – underrated thing that people don't think about going into games. Like, if you walk into a game with swagger, like, we know we belong on this type of stage. Okay, Josh Jacobs, go change your cleats a couple times. Your toes hurt, but you're still going to get the damn ball. Like, King and Drake, okay, you haven't been running the ball at all. We're going to catch the ball in the backfield. Like, that confidence speaks volumes about your ability to know that you can win those games when things get close. And you've been in that position many times over, Max. Experience, yeah. think about Think about two guys real quick. It's just two guys. When 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 it's, the chips is all down, and a minute's left on the clock, we can go to the restroom and come back. We know it's getting ready to happen mm-hmm. to him. Tom Brady. Minute thirty on the clock. Patrick Mahomes. What? You know it. You know it. Two guys. They've been there so many damn times in those situations. Calm, cool, collective. It continues to work out for you. Where the Raiders have been there, it has, and it does not work out. <laughs> and you already lose confidence. Like Jay said, you have no confidence. 
It's like, man, we can ain't lose this, man. Here so this again. is a real. So when you again. key, when you say this is so important, and I agree because this becomes since Carr has the talent, since Gruden and Carr can be a winning combination, this is a building block where you say they've been through the experience. You can get to that place you're talking about, you but you have to have these experiences. It's like it's like when a player is replaced on the defensive side of the ball. For instance, I'll just use a, a corner. When all of a sudden I see Max Kellerman has to go to corner in the game and I'm a teammate, I'm like, damn, they're going to get him again. Because they got you before. Mm-hmm. But that ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th game, when you go in, I'm like, oh, okay, he, he has experience. He okay. They're going to try him. Oh, Max picked it off. We good now. You got the confidence and that belief in who he is. And that's the same way with a team. Earlier, you have to start Max, believing. It's all the confidence that we don't have in Daniel Jones. Right. Think about it that way. Yeah, well, right? When no you're not watching a game, it's we're the opposite. Like, you know he's going to cough it up. Here it comes. Yes. It, it's, it's the or, the co- or the confidence that the Jets may have in their team where all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to be the Jets again. We're picking in the top three. Yeah. Well, you earlier, we were talking about levels of quarterbacks, and we said top five or elite or whatever, but your point really was, look, there's Mahomes and Rodgers and maybe Russell with whatever, a couple yeah. guys, and then there's a level right under the Superman level, yeah. which is real, real good. Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr. You put, you put, you put a, a whole bunch of, like, a, a handful of dudes in that category. Greatest American hero. So, so, so Derek Carr is one of those guys who's top quarterback as he's far as He's not Superman, concerned. but he's but the he's, greatest American hero. Guy, he's the greatest he American hero. Get it done. He didn't read the manual exactly. Yes. He's flying a little side. <laughs> the point is, it, 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 those guys in that level, like Dak, like Stafford, who hasn't won playoff games, like Carr. Josh Allen. is that Josh Allen. In order to take the next step, they have to have these experiences. Is it possible for Carr to elevate over the level he is with these kind of experiences? Yeah, because the reason he's going to elevate over that level is because the head coach is going to also take his game up a notch. Because he now experienced that. We say, well, John Gruden's won a Super Bowl. Man, that was 18 years ago. Yeah. It, 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 this is a new but, experience with a new team for him now. Okay, real quick. So why, why is it every damn year that we talk about John Gruden like, oh, his favorite quarterback is always the next quarterback? Because like, why they, is Derek Carr never good enough for John Gruden? He wins a game like that. We're saying that. Maybe it is. Maybe he is. it's the narrative, Jay. It's like a narrative. It's it, Okay, perfect example. The narrative on me when I first start working here with you, you got to look at me and go, we watch every move this fool mm-hmm. make because ain't no telling. I heard this. Got those crazy green eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got. Yeah, exactly. His skin glows a certain <laughs> way. He may try to do anything, and so that is kind of how the There's car no situation is. No substitute for experience. Exactly. You got to find out about someone through experience, and they can also grow through experience. And this is a every since he's right been here. with Gruden, he's thrown for four thousand plus yards every single year. Go ahead and preach it. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by DraftKings. I won DraftKings this week. Congrats. I'm in, a, I'm in a league with a bunch of ESPN people, and I, I am the draft king of the league. Raj, our old producer, uh, is the draft. He calls Don't himself, know him either. The, Thank, thanks for the invitation to he, the He comes to in the second. League. Appreciate L- okay, that. Okay, let's, let's do a draft kings league. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code KJM to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. By the way... My debut episode of This Just In, where I expect to see both of you, uh, premieres I'll at 2 sweet. p.m. Eastern today on ESPN. I want a you. full critique tomorrow he from Keyshawn Johnson. Today? No, no, oh, not, you're not, not going to be on today. I'm saying yeah, we're going to have you, you on You said you expect to see us today. No, not today. Not today. One, I'll you be see sweet. me today. 
Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We'll see you tomorrow. Poof. Did you say TiVo? Yeah.